Welcome into the Coach Bono's podcast in the studio of Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. You can check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Bono's Show. Check out the Facebook page to search for Coach Bono's Show. And you can email us at CoachBonosShow at gmail.com. This is episode 24.5, the point five, which means we have our wonderful, beautiful co-host, Ellen Wingenter, Token Girls in the House. E, what's happening? What's going on? How was Florida? Uh, Florida was interesting. We, I was in Naples for five days and old people spend lots of money on cars there. <laughs> it was wild to see some of the vehicles that I saw and the people who were driving them. Wow. Yeah. So, hey, um, I I want to, we're going to be really heavy because we have, you know, there's not a lot of new, new stuff come out this week as we last chatted. You know, Mm -hmm. I did the pod on, I did a short pod on Monday and then, yep. well, we got a big one. Super Bowl is coming. Uh, This is Super Bowl. What? I can't, I don't do my Roman numerals very well. 54, 54, 55, 56. LVI, I believe that is 56. That would make sense. Because okay. I believe Brady was 55 last year. Yeah. Okay. Well, he feels like he's 55 going into that game, probably. <laughs> so we talked Brady retirement last week. We said we purposely were not going to talk about the game, but we are going to talk about the game today. Yes. So we're going to get into it. So first thing first. Now, do you have a rooting interest in this game? There is no rooting interest beyond my desire for Matthew Stafford to win the big one. Okay. Tell me about that. Why, why Matt Stafford? What is it about Matthew Stafford? You You know, I'm not a Georgia fan or anything like that, but he did a lot of really great things with the lions and growing up a bears fan and dealing with the lions all the time and him and Calvin Johnson and, you know, that connection that they had and the production that they had, I just feel kind of bad that Stafford never got that playoff shot in a meaningful way yeah. with Detroit. And as we've talked about, the Rams went all in this year and they put everything on the line and they got there. And so I would like, he's 36, I believe. So I don't know how many seasons there are left in him. Um, Joe Burrow's got a lot of runway. Yeah, but he can't go. He can't lose while he's there. Um, you know, and he can't be Mahomes. Don't take advantage of just you know. Well, just get there. You got to get there and win it every. I understand that, and I also appreciated your point on Monday with talking about. Cincinnati actually has to make an investment around boroughs from players to, you know, their facilities and everything else, but this won't be his only shot. This may be Stafford's last and only shot. So I agree with your thinking there in, in thinking, but here's where I'm going to bite back a little bit on it. Sure. Is I do think it matters that it's like, I think it's taking it for granted to say Joe Burrow is going to get more shots. Mm Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's necessarily true. I mean, look, I think he's going to have a great career. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a great career. I think that Josh Allen's going to have a great career. They can't all make the Super Bowl every year. 
Right. And, and there, the, you know, I think there's going to be times where it's like the, the Ben Roethlisberger kind of thing where you may only get there twice. You better not waste your opportunities. Um, but I, I see where you're going for our rooting for Matt Stafford. I, I just pulled it up. His contract is actually voided after next season. Okay. After the 2022 season. So he's uh, actually a pretty low salary calendar for a starting quarterback for 2022. And then he's voided after that. So he'll definitely have one more year there at least. And they'll probably give him some kind of extension. Um, but I see. So you're rooting for the Rams and you're rooting for, for Matt Stafford. I am. Let's go for the old guy. Yeah. I, okay. So I picked the Rams preseason. Does everybody know? Yep. I picked the Rams. I said it's going to be Rams Titans was my, was my original pick. I felt really good about that pick. Then Derrick Henry got hurt, but I, I'm going to change gears. What it's all. I mean, you can't, yes, you can't abandon Joe Burrow at this point, but I cannot abandon my boy, Joe Burrow. And I just think that dude is just special and he's my dude. And I've been watching him since he was at LSU, like not just the 2019 season, right? but even the season before where we saw some changes. Then uh, I went to the bowl game in Phoenix that year where they had just changed the offense, put that new mm-hmm. offense in. And he was phenomenal in that game. And that was the first time where we saw the swag. We saw that, what we see now with the Joe mm-hmm. Cool, Joe Berg, you know, that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, Joe Shiesty, I guess. Is, I mean, <laughs> he's got so many nicknames now. Um, but, yeah, he uh, – I can't abandon Joe Burrow. But I'll say this. There are guys on both these teams that I really like. Uh, I'll, I, I think Aaron Donald is the best defensive player I've ever seen. I think he's in the argument that they're with Reggie White and LT. Yeah. Um, in that argument, one of the best players of all time in the defensive side. I think Jalen Ramsey is one of the best five defensive players in the league right now. I think he's incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, Odell Beckham's one of my favorite players. You know, he's an LSU guy. I'm with my LSU guys. And then Big Wit, Andrew Whitworth. I mean, if it wasn't the Bengals, I'd be rooting for Big Wit like crazy. Because <laughs> I love Big Wit. Andrew Whitworth's huh? awesome. And he gets the finally gets to the Super Bowl after his whole career, like he was in Cincy for all those years. Right. Got to the Rams. Now they're finally in. He's 40. He's not going to be there forever. He's probably going to play this year. He might play next year. Yeah. He had to be talked into playing this season. His wife talked him into playing because they thought he might win the Super Bowl and he gets $17 million in pay. And, you know, you got to get that last check. And, you know, it's hilarious that the Rams are calling up their dude, their safety that was out of the league for two years. Yeah, but they Eric needed a body. yeah Eric Weddle comes back after they have an injury. and You know, it's, um, I don't know. And I appreciate what you're saying about the Bengals. There is no, there are no guarantees, no guarantees. especially in professional sports. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I just... I will always remember the Dan Marino story. Yeah. His second year in the league, he gets to the Super Bowl. The dog, He broke every goddamn record that year. Yeah. He gets to the Super Bowl. They lost to the 49ers, and he never got back. Yeah. Had that and, undefeated season until then. Yeah. And then the other thing is that about that is that he had – they lost one game during the year. Oh, okay. They lost to – no, no, you're thinking – you're thinking about how the, the Dolphins beat the Bears, the 85 Bears. 
next year. No, 72 Dolphins that went undefeated. It went undefeated. Yeah, I thought you were talking about, okay, I thought you were talking about that Dolphins team that went to the, the championship because Marino was 84. Oh, okay. He was the MVP and they went to the Super Bowl. Um, and the next year they broke, they were the one team to beat the Bears on the way to the uh, Bears. Yeah, yeah. The in 85. Mm-hmm. 85. Um, but I, I see a lot of that where that's why it's not guaranteed. It's why I said about Mahomes a couple of years ago. It's like you got to cash in when you're there. Yeah. You know, you get it, you get there, don't take it for granted. And that's my worry. And I'll tell you why I'm worried. I've said this for two years now. I'm worried because the Bengals don't deserve Joe Burrow. If I worry about the whole Mike Brown thing, he's a bad owner. They don't have an indoor facility. They don't have a real good scouting team, you know, scouting group. You know, it's going to have to be that the Bengals win this thing. And for Joe Burrow to go, hey, you know what? I got you here. Now you're going to have to do some things. And if not, he may walk away eventually. Well, and and I could fully appreciate that. But I wonder if even just getting them there is enough of a bargaining chip for him to say, if you want folks to stick around, yeah, you need to do yeah. what you should have been doing 15 years ago instead of yeah. just bottom feeding. And I get it that, you know, Paul Brown's cheap because he's cheap, but he's cheap because also he's not as rich as other NFL owners. He owns that team because his dad bought that team, you know, back in the 70s when they right. were, you know, the Bengals were an expansion team. And Paul yep. Brown, Paul Brown was the original owner and coach of the team. You know, um, Mike Brown is really just a football guy who absolutely, you know, ha- happens to own a team now. And yeah, it, it, he needs to, I really think. He needs to get people to go run that franchise for him, but he's not that rich. I mean, he's not, he's not a multi-billionaire. Like most of these guys who have teams now, you know, like the Cronky on the other side, you know, has more money than God. Sure. But that then expand your ownership group. Yeah. Well, and you know, the, the argument it's been said for years now that with, um, with Mike Brown, that or Paul Brown, uh, one of the big things was that when the, He's so like he fights when there, when anybody wants to get rid of anything that's revenue sharing because he wants his piece. But then uh, I guess there's been fights between him and Jerry Jones at the owners meetings for years. Jerry Jones is like, why are we supporting you when you won't even put get anybody to do naming rights in your building? Yeah, because he won't because he don't take his dad's name off the building. You you've got to be willing to help yourself. Yeah, I mean even the Chiefs got away with it eventually. Yeah. I mean, even the Chiefs went and got, you know, the, the company, the GEHA. Uh-huh. They just call it GEHA or is it GIHA? I don't, I don't know. What I think mean. it's GIA Okay, I don't know. Arrowhead. Okay. I don't they know. could do something like that. The Bengals totally could say, you know, Skyline Chili and, and you know, at Paul Brown Field. Well, I mean, Denver does the same thing. It's Empower Field, you know, Empower Stadium at Mile High. At Mile High, yeah. I mean, it's can be done. You know, it's the Caesar Superdome now. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, you do things like that. That's always been one of the arguments against him. Um, So yes, I am going to pick the Bengals in this game. We'll talk. We'll break down the game here in a sec. But um, so you're you're rooting. You're rooting. For the Rams, so are you going to come in here next week if if, if the Bengals lose and just give it to me hard about 
haha burrow lost yada 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 no okay good so I'll, because, I'll it off for a week well you do what you choose to it's your podcast but uh yeah no there is no investment on my end beyond uh, yeah. the rooting effort for stafford i think this is gonna be a good game though i hope so and all week I've been looking at, you know, watching the, the talking heads on you know, TV, whether it's ESPN or, or FS1 or whatever. Really, I'm more of just an ESPN guy. I don't watch FS1 much. Um, but I do um, – I everyone has seems to be saying the same thing. The Rams are going to win because of Donald and the defensive line. And there's a lot of apt comparisons to what happened in the game last year with the the uh, Bucks, Bucks defensive line getting after that really banged up Chiefs offensive line. What do you think? So I guess my argument would be is that both teams have a tendency to shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. So who fucks up less? Yeah. May, yeah. You know, instead of who has the ball less, who makes less mistakes? And that may be honestly the thing that it really comes down to. Yeah, I think I do think that the Rams are going to get to Burrow. They're going to sack him. He's going to go down three, four times probably. If they've got to force goes a turnover. down more than five times, there's going to be issues. Yeah, they have to force a turnover. They have to force yes. him to fumble that ball. Yes, that was the thing the Titans didn't do when they when they sacked him nine times, mm-hmm. he had zero fumbles, and that doesn't happen. Usually, you sack a quarterback two, three times, that ball's coming out at least once. Um, okay. That's something that I think defensively, I think that's the difference is Burrow will take a sack. Mm-hmm. He understands I'm not going to force the ball. You know, I'll play if the game's close, he's not going to make a mistake like that. And he'll protect the ball. Um, I expect that the Bengals are going to come out and throw a shitload of screen passes. I yeah. mean, a ton. We were looking it up and Mina Kynes said something earlier on, on SportsCenter I saw where she said that the Rams have given up the second most amount of yardage in the league this year on screen passes. And it's because they, they're getting up the field and all of a sudden there's nobody between the DBs and the back. Yeah. And Mixon is, is a back you can get the ball to. Burrow can get it out of his hands quick. Uh, that was really the difference in the second half of the game, early second half against the game against the Chiefs. Right. Was those two or three screen passes that made that defensive line slow down a little bit. So I expect the same thing. I expect to see a lot of that early. And then I, I think it'll almost be a tale of two quarters. What I hope for as someone rooting for the Bengals because of my, you know, Burrow thing, I, I hope that it's the Bengals do adjust earlier. They, they do a sensational job of adjusting in the second half of games. Yes. But they don't come out very well. And they can't afford to do that against a really good defense. The thing that would concern me from the Rams' point of view is that there has been some sort of a pattern, even in the first half of the last handful of games of the season, including the playoffs, of some pick, you know, some blown coverage or whatever else. And all of a sudden, you know, the route wasn't run right, whatever. Yeah. And something is coming back. Yeah. I, I think that also, I think it's going to come down to 
the two quarterbacks and who actually plays better. Yes. I think yeah. in the end, if I had to say this is the one thing to look for, it's who plays better. Uh, I would like to say it's going to be the two run games, but it's not. No. I mean, both these teams will be able to run the ball at times. Um, I think the Rams be able to run the ball better than the Bengals can. Just because the uh, you'll have to – the screen passes will become part of the run game effectively. But right. that's still passing. Um, it'll come down to who plays better, especially in the second half, Burrow or Stafford. Yeah, that fourth quarter could be kind of crazy. And that's why I'm picking the Bengals. I've seen Matt Stafford blow it before. I, I think Matt Stafford's a really great quarterback. He's had a couple 5,000 passing yard seasons. He's had zero help for most of his career in Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know, he had Calvin Johnson for a big chunk of it, but then they didn't have anything else in those teams. Bad coaching as well and never had a good, strong defense. But, man, Burrow's cool, and he don't make mistakes. I mean, I suspect both of them are going to throw a pick. I, I suspect both of them have an interception. I almost think that each side is going to have two picks. I, I We're going to talk about that when we go to these prop bets in a minute. Ah, I love prop bets. Yeah, the prop, we don't get into the prop bets. So um, I think both teams are going to throw an interception. Yeah. I think for the Rams, it's really important to force a fumble on a, on a sack. Yes. And for the Bengals, I think it's really important in the red zone to hold the Rams to field goals. Agreed. And that's going to be easier. Um, the Rams aren't great in the red zone. They haven't been. It's been very inconsistent. Yeah, and the Rams don't um, – pardon me, drink water here. I got a little something here. The Rams have not been great in the red zone, and it's because of their lack of being able to run the ball. Um, I find it interesting to see if um, Cam Akers is going to end up splitting the carries with Sonny Michelle, or if the Rams are just going to run Akers. Um, I think it's smart to get them both going and see who gets hot. I think you absolutely have to do that because there's going to be movement on the defense enough and adjustments yeah. enough that you're going to have to have options. All right. We're going to, we're going to get, so you got a score for me here. Or are you going to pick the score? Or you just gonna I, I am not good with scores at all, but I know that you have a score. I got and a score I'm in mind. Curious I'm, to, taking um, the, I'm taking the Bengals 27, 24. Okay. What the hell was that? Somebody outside my office. That's uh, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, quit making all that goddamn noise out there, people. I'm trying to do a podcast here, people. Knock it off. Respect, respect. You know, should have had the door closed. But I had the door closed. I wanted some more light in here today. Um, so but yeah, I, I, I think regardless, a three point spread is pretty reasonable. Yeah, the the spread had started out at four points. It's gone down to three and a half. I think about three points is right. I think whoever has the ball last will have a chance to win the game. Whether that's the Bengals come down, kick a field goal to win the game, or Burrow gets a touchdown to win, or um, the Rams come down and do something at the end and they win. I don't think this is a blowout either way. If it is a blowout, if I'm surprised by the blowout, then it'd be the Rams winning in a blowout. Yes. There's no chance the Bengals blow the Rams out. Correct. Even if the Bengals got up three touchdowns, 
in the first half. Yes. The Rams will play their way back in. Yes. Fully They're agree. not going to just give up. It's, I don't, I don't, I don't suspect that at all. I suspect that this is going to be a close kind of back and forth game. I don't think anybody's going to ever lead by more than 10. You know, it's just going to be, you know, I think it's back and forth and whoever has the ball last will have a chance to win. It's going to come down to who can stop somebody or who can get it in the end zone. So do you want to pick an MVP? Um, I think it'll end up being, so it's going to end up being Stafford. I think Stafford is the favorite for the MVP. Yeah. Assuming that the Rams win, I just, I think there is a fire for him to do this instead of being a Dan Marino-esque kind of quarterback that had those great seasons, but could never get there. Yeah. So here's some odds for you. So Stafford is the favorite plus 100. Okay. He's even money on Stafford as the MVP. Burrow is second at plus mm-hmm. 225. So you bet 100, you win 225. Cooper Cup is next, 600. So six to one, basically, on Cooper Cup. Aaron Donald is next. It's 16, 1600. So it's 16 to one. Uh, Jamar Chase is 18 to one. Uh, Odell Beckham is 28 to one. This is all based off of Caesars. That's interesting. Uh, Cam Akers is 35 to one. Von Miller, T. Higgins, and Joe Mixon are all 45 to one. I'm surprised ODB doesn't have lower odds. You mean OBJ? OBJ ODB is a, ODB is a wrestler. I, yeah, sorry. Do you know who ODB is? I'll be impressed if you know who ODB is. Uh, do you not listen to Wu-Tang? No, I don't mean Old Dirty Bastard. I mean the wrestler ODB. Oh, no. Okay, I didn't think you knew. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. But yes, Old Dirty Bastard, yes. But OBJ, yes. I think OBJ is like the, that's the smart, like, you want to put some money on a long shot at 28 to 1. Now, I've seen where he's been bet down at some places, like 14 to 1. Yeah, that. He's a guy who can break two plays for two touchdowns Maybe the difference in the game. It really surprises me that he, yeah, Yeah. his odds aren't tighter. Yeah. I've seen it bet down as far as 14 to one at some some places. I see it 28 to one was what I just saw. That was courtesy of the Washington Post. Okay. So, yes, Washington Post is where I got these odds. Um, I got a question for you. So, we talked about Matt Stafford for a second. Do you think, who do you think this game is most important to legacy wise? Oh, Stafford, 100%. Yeah, I thought so too. I got to ask that question on the Jones report this week. I thought it was Stafford. Yeah, Again, thinking, I mean, that, thinking that Burrow may have other chances. I Burrow yeah. can't at 25 or yeah. whatever. He can't really just say that this is yeah. legacy cementing at this point. Yeah. Um, some people may point to Donald or even Von Miller. Uh, I think Vaughn is fine. Donald, it might be kind of one of those things that he just needs that cap. Um, yeah. Cool. But yeah, this is a Stafford. Yeah. So we were talking about this. I got to ask this question in the Jones report this week. Tyler asked me that. And I said, he said, you know, who, because the Super Bowl makes legacies. Normally, if you just said one game doesn't make a legacy, but the Super Bowl is different. Right. You know, it's different than it was two weeks ago, you know, you know, Mahomes and Josh Allen, or even a week ago, Burrow beating Mahomes. Um, this is a different game because this is a Super Bowl and this is the legacy kind of game. 
And here's the question now. We both agree that Stafford's really the guy who could really cement the legacy. If Stafford wins this game, uh-huh. is he a Hall of Famer? I think he has to be. I, I, I tend to agree. Um, I think the numbers are already there, but yep. the knock has always been he doesn't have the victories. If he goes and in his first year at the Rams wins the Super Bowl, I think it puts him in the Hall of Fame. I, I think it yeah. has to. I mean, those years with Calvin Johnson are just yeah. really hard to put aside. Yeah. Even if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, I yeah. think that ballot would be kind of tough to defend if you were yeah. just like, yeah, no, he doesn't have a Super Bowl. How many quarterbacks yeah. are in the Hall of Fame that don't have Super Bowls? Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple that I think probably shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Or there's a couple that do have them who aren't in. And it's the older school guys. I mean, it's like Jeff right. and stuff like that. But uh, the other guy, let me ask this question. Um, what about Odell Beckham? Does Odell Beckham winning the Super Bowl, especially given the situation, what happened in Cleveland, does him going to the Rams and maybe he ha- if he has a big game, let's say, let's say he's the Super Bowl MVP, mm-hmm. does that put him back in that upper echelon of wide receivers? Even with his time in Cleveland, was he ever really outside? I think the last couple of years, people have been looking at guys like Devontae Freeman and Tyreek Hill and, and those guys, and they've been thinking there's a class above Odell Beckham. I mean, the skills have always been there. The knock right. has been that, I mean, he didn't have he had Daniel Jones the last couple of years, his last season in New York, and then this year, the thing where he and Baker didn't get along. Yeah. And, and boy, it don't look good for Baker Mayfield now, does it? It's never, frankly, looked good for Baker Mayfield yeah. unless you're yeah. a state farm person or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's in the, but he does the protective. I hope he doesn't have a new commercial because I will laugh. Aggressive. My ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hope he doesn't get a new commercial. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that you're right, though, is that the so I think the guy who can make a legacy here, I think for Stafford, it it, it cements the legacy. Yes. For Burrow, I think it makes a legacy, it starts the legacy. It starts just yeah, like it, would, it did for Mahomes, right? It would give him, I think, the most diverse for a young player resume I've ever seen. Well, sure. Number He's one got- pick, NF uh, Heisman. Uh, national championship and then wins the Super Bowl. I mean, he's going to be the only dude that can say that. I don't yeah. think that will ever be. No, there's nobody who's been all four. Um, yeah. There has been a national champion, um, Heisman, and Super Bowl champ. That was Marcus Allen, who's the running back. Uh, there's been quarterbacks who have won the Heisman mm-hmm. and the Super Bowl. But nobody's won the Heisman, the national title, the Super Bowl, and been the first pick in the draft. Yeah. I you're just not he, yeah. you know, as yeah. however you want to yeah. Cam determine what what those generational players are, he's in that conversation. Yeah. So okay. The other thing, um, I mean, Von Miller is out there. I think Von Miller getting a second Super Bowl, I think cements him making it in the Hall of Fame. I think he's a Hall of Famer anyway. I think Aaron Donald's obviously a Hall of Famer already. Yeah, I mean, Von Miller's first Super Bowl with the Broncos kind of cemented his legacy. Yeah, and he was the MVP of that game, too. Yes. So, yeah. 
All right. You want to get to the prop bets? Absolutely. I'm excited. Right. I have not looked go. at any of these, so right. I don't know what's coming. So these are all going to be kind of all around. Again, I got us the list here. So um, we already know who wins the game. So we got that. You got the Rams. Yep. I got the Bengals. Uh, actually, I'm taking some notes here. I'm taking notes. Let me get my pen. We can recap it next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about this next week. Okay. So here we go. All right. Um, will the total points scored be even or odd? Odd. Okay. We're both on this. Like at 51. So, yep. All right. Which team will score last? The Rams. I got the Bengals. Total punts over under six and a half. Under. Ooh. I agree. Will there be a missed field goal? Yes. All right. Bonus point. Which kicker misses the field goal? Bengals. Oh, really? You know, McPherson hasn't missed a field goal in the playoffs. That's great. It's Super Bowl. Okay. I am also going yes, but I got the Rams missing football. All right. How many songs are performed during the halftime show? The oh, over under damn. is nine and a half. Ha- I'm curious as to the definition of song. Okay. So they're not going to play full, it doesn't say full song. Let's do a rundown of the halftime, right? So yeah, it's let's three. Half, as soon as we answer this, we're going right into the halftime. We'll come back to some of these props. So it's Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre. Snoop, Snoop, Eminem, Eminem, Hendrick, and Mary J. Blige, Eminem. right? Yep. I'm going to say over. Over. You, said, over. you said it was nine and a half? Nine and a half. So we're going 10 songs or higher. Yes. God, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to go with you here. So let's sidebar here into this there is a generation now we're both in our mid 40s yes this is our this this is our shit right here i am so excited for this this is like i've never been like excited for a halftime performance yes and there's been some that have been great like the weekend was great last year but it's fabulous he was great i think he's very talented but this one is like there is a whole generation of kids your kid and my kid are going to see a whole different parent this Sunday at halftime of this game. Um, when they bust out, you know, California knows yeah. how to party because you know that's coming on. Given oh, yeah, that it's in LA. Yeah, uh, I want to know some of the shit that Blige, Mary yeah. J. I mean. Mary J. Blige's What's the 411 CD mm-hmm. was one of the first CDs I ever got. Yeah. I, I like Dr. Dre the Chronic, like when it came <laughs> out, I had that in the car all day. I mean, every you, day. We would drive around singing just to music. You just Dre, to music and you, Snoop. Uh-huh. It was wild. It was. So, it's yeah, it's, it's going to be excellent. I'm I love excited. all the TikTok videos out there right now that people our age are making saying, you kids don't know what's about to come. I mean, it's like mom and dad are practicing. They got the bottle of wine, you know, in one hand and, you know, doing a crib walk. It's going to be hysterical. 
there's going to be some folks with 40s that haven't had them since yeah. high school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to we gonna have to get after it in my house. It's gonna, I don't know how I'm going to figure this one out yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to this. This will be the one, because like normally I'm like, who's the halftime? They tell me, and I'm like, oh, nah. yeah. Like last year, I was like, okay, it's the weekend. He's good. I'll enjoy that. Um, I thought Justin Timberlake a couple of years ago when he was in Minnesota, yeah. he was like walking. But that was kind of cool. Yeah. But I think he's super talented. But some of these I've been like, uh, okay, they're all right. They're not really what I like, you know, but that's okay because what I like is not mainstream anymore. Right. But, but you also don't need was, to revert to the rock bands of the 60s and 70s yeah. every other year. Yeah. And you're going to do so many things. Now you got SoCal. It's in LA. It's in Inglewood. Yes. I mean, you, this has just got Oof. Snoop all over it. This is going to be great. Snoop and Dre. What we got to hope for, you know, sometimes they used to be when they did these, it was because they were going to announce there's going to be some kind of tour. You know, back when we were younger. I, that's it's not the case right now. Clearly not yeah. the case. No. But God, that's what we need. We need someone to say, all right, man, that was so good. We got to see that everywhere. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, I'll be an arrowhead. And just out of my mind to see that in person. It'd be wild. But yeah. I would love, frankly, if Kendrick Lamar would come out and say, hey, I'm finally dropping another album. I've heard that from people, too. I don't know enough about that kind <sighs> of stuff. He's so but what good. I've heard of his, I really like. Yeah, he's so um, good. Yeah. All right. Back to some of these prop bets for a minute. Okay. Here. More completions. Joe Burrow or Matt Stafford? Stafford. Okay. Not by much, though. I'm taking Burrow. How many rushing yards will Matt Stafford have? Over, under 5.5 yards. Rushing yards. Total? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say over. Over 5.5 rushing yards from that stuff. We agree. <laughs> How many touchdown passes will Joe Burrow have? Over, under, one and a half. Over. Yeah. I got him at three. That's where I was thinking he would land. I think Burrow's going to win the MVP. So I think they're going to win at 27-24. He's going to throw for three touchdowns. He's going to win the game. How many receiving yards will Cooper Cup have? The over-under, this is a strong number, 106 and a half. I'm going to say under. We agree. I think there ends up being an alternate target. Oh, I think so, too. I think so, too. I think he's a tiger. Yep. How many receiving yards will Jamar Chase have? Over under 82 and a half. Over. Now, I want to say over, but they're going to put Jalen Ramsey on him every chance they get. I fully agree with that, but I think he's going to break a couple of big ones. Yeah. And so it's not that he's going to have a ton of receptions. It's he's got a couple of super big plays I'm, that gets him up there. I'm taking the over. I think he gets to 100 yards. I think he has one that's one of those 50 yarders. That's it's they put him in a slot, move some yep. stuff around. All of a sudden, you go, Oh, Ramsey's over here. Lost it's time. It's a play action. Boom, Burrow hits him for a big. Yep. I agree. How many interceptions will be thrown over under one and a half? Over. Yeah, I got it at two. I got one each. 
Total points in the first half, 23.5. Over. I'm going under 23 and a half. I think most of the scores in the second half. Okay. What's the largest lead in the game by either team? Over, under 14 and a half. Ooh, I'm going to go under on that one. Yeah, I am too. I think no team gets more than 10 points up. Like I said, if it does get out of hand, it's the Rams thing. Right, agreed. If it's a boat race, the Rams are going to just absolutely win. How many touchdowns will be scored? The over/under five and a half. Wow, that is tough. I'm gonna have to go over. I got it at six. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's probably where it lands. Maybe seven, but yeah. Which team will commit the first accepted penalty? The Rams or the Bengals? Oh, the Rams. Really? Yes. It'll be something. I'm taking the Bengals. I I, can even tell you, if I could bet a player, I'll tell you who the player is going to be. I mean, of course, it all depends on who wins the toss. Yeah. But I think the Rams will end up doing something stupid. Eli Apple from the Bengals is getting the first accepted penalty this game. Gonna be a holding call. <laughs> if the Rams get the ball first, I feel like they're gonna take a shot. The first time it's Cooper Cup and Eli Apple. Eli can, Apple's gonna hold the shit out of him. I can fully see that. Yes, that's where I'm going with that. <laughs> fully see that. All right. Will the score ever be tied after zero zero? Yes. And I think it'll happen more than once. I think so, too. These games tend to do that when they're close. Uh, Will the score be – let me read this. Will there be a score in the first six minutes and 30 seconds of the game? Yes. I got no. Will the opening coin toss be – opening coin toss be heads or tails? Heads. I'm a heads person as well. <laughs> always co- I always call hits, but never call tails. I'll tell you why. We were in high school. We mm-hmm. were both. You know, I played football. Yeah. I was playing in a JV game and I was the captain of the team. For some reason, I was sent out to be the captain for, for a heads for a call. Yep. And the coach, I won't say his name because I won't embarrass him. He says, Tails never fails. And I fucking hated that guy. I went out <laughs> and called heads. I went out and called heads. We won the toss. There you go. I haven't called tails since. Okay, so Mickey Guyton is singing the national anthem. Do you know who this is? No. Never heard of this guy. I have no clue who this is. Will Mickey Guyton sing the national anthem for less than 95 seconds? I need to at least look and see. I got to look at this guy. Yeah, I got to see who who this dude is. Because I think if I see this person, then I will be able to make some judgments. Which you should never judge a book by its cover. But damn it, I'm all judge a book by its cover. Oh, it's a she. Oh, okay. Again, Mickey. Oh, this is going to be over. No chance this is going over. Yeah, you just give me the yes on this. Yeah, I would tend to agree. Okay. Well, you told me once I got saw it was a woman, I was like, okay, she's going to hit some of them high notes and hold on to those. So that, that was the first thing. Although I've heard her most recent album is supposed to be really good. Okay. Okay. 
She's a okay, so I'm reading so she's a okay, so she's African American. Yeah. Those who don't know. And she is a country singer. She's a black country singer. I think so. If I remember yeah. hearing some things about her, and she had um I think initially initially been pegged into like RB yeah. kind of stuff. And she was like, no, I really want to do country. And I feel like, and I could be wrong, um, Jason Isabel, when he was doing some of his recent uh, stints at the Ryland, the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, she opened for one of his shows. She's gorgeous. She is absolutely beautiful. All right, all right. I'm I'm rooting for her. Go over 95 seconds. You (laughs) you go for four minutes if you want, girl. Go ahead. Yeah, all right. So that's the list. That's the list. Anything you want to bring up or throw um, in here? The there was people? there was a quick headline that I saw. Uh, what's the over under on a Tupac hologram? Oh, you know, I hope I hope not. I, not because of a negative thing about Tupac. I have nothing negative about Tupac, but you got enough stars up there already. I think it's going to happen. You think it's going to happen? And, and yes. I'm cool with that. I'm absolutely cool with it. I just don't take away from the, the people who are up there. I understand. But yeah. if they do California Love, yeah. Tupac will show up. Yeah. I'd like to see Kendrick Lamar do Tupac's part. That would be interesting. That'd be what I would do if I was there. Interesting. He could do that. He could. That dude's wicked talented too. Oh, he absolutely is. Yeah. Again, I don't do a lot of new music, but he's he's wicked talented. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that one. All right. Um, hey, we were talking last week about the Broncos, and you know they've just had they've hired a new coach, and they got all these coach they got coaches from Green Bay coming over, and now we got a little more about ownership and Mm -hmm. the nfl is pushing um for new ownership because obviously there's gonna be a sale here yes the approximate value of the broncos according to forbes is 3.75 billion Mm dollars would be if it was 3.75 million i can come up with that (laughs) not in cash but i can get some investors for that we could have bought this team um i could probably get people to get like a half a billion if if i really tried hard Impressive. I could probably go to enough people. Not that I know them, but I could get enough people that I'd be able to know people and know people to get to that area. Daisy chain. Yeah. But then but then the idea of me being the person in charge of all that would be just too much for some people. Um, but I'd I would like to see, I, I would definitely I, want to see your staff. I would be an incredible president of a football of an NFL team. And it, you know, like the general manager and president of a team, I'd be great. My staff would be fucking incredible. I tell you who I would have already hired. Byron Leftwich would be working for me right now. <laughs> I, I we'll I get know. to that in a minute. I, I'm I'm just I'm very angry about some of these hires. I know. Um, we'll get we'll to talk that about the Broncos for for a second. So you're in Denver, and yes, we're now seeing and again. I heard this. I did not know this till this afternoon when I recorded my nice thing with Tyler. That there is uh, the NFL is pushing a particular person that's trying to put an ownership group together, mm-hmm. and it's being spearheaded by Byron Allen. Yes, 
And, and I knew a little bit about who he was. I didn't realize he had money like that. I had zero idea. Um, when I saw the headline earlier today, it was by one of the local news guys from the NBC affiliate who was just like, yeah, a couple of years ago, he was looking to buy the NBC affiliate that I work for. And now I guess it's a possibility that that station will be gobbled up by a hedge fund. But um, while you and I were talking before we started recording, just looking through, I mean, the guy's got connections, at least from the television side. I still have no idea who this dude is. And I have to assume there's going to be bigger money behind him. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to be curious what that looks like because uh, as ESPN announced today, the Manning cast has been extended for the next through yeah. 2024. So I would imagine that Manning being involved in any ownership group is not going to happen. Yeah, not initially. You would think that there's been a lot of talk in Denver and others. And I know that one of Peyton Manning's goals is to become an owner. Yeah. Um, and I think that, or be part of an ownership group at least. Mm-hmm. And that makes a lot of sense. There's people who will talk to you know, Peyton Manning and John Elway, try to get them together on this. But um, I'm doing a little reading. I knew who Byron Allen was. I'd seen some of his shows in the past and didn't realize he had money like this. And I'm seeing that uh, he, he had a big settlement with uh, uh, AT&T, Charter, uh, Comcast, all about racial discrimination. This is where he got a lot of these money. And now oh, interesting. he is the owner of, what do we see here? The Weather Channel. Mm-hmm. He owns Bayou City Broadcasting. I'm not sure, sure what that is. That's got to be something New Orleans based. I, yeah, or Louisiana, at least. Um, Let's see. Uh, his his net worth is four hundred and fifty million dollars. So now, there has there has to be more money behind them because, yes. as we kind of discussed, the NFL wants whatever my majority owner of the investment group to hold thirty percent. I see where he has some of his money also is now. He co owns and operates Valley Sports Group. Sinclair Broadcast. Yeah, Sinclair, you know, has got its own special issues, but Valley Sports. Valley Sports is who has basically filled in the gap for Fox Sports at the regional level. Right. Especially with baseball and basketball. Has been heavily derided, at least in the Kansas City market, because it's just sucked. And I know him. I mean, I've seen him as a comedian. I've seen some things here. Okay. I didn't know he had money like that, but even 450 million in net worth isn't enough to be the majority owner. You mentioned earlier off the air, we were talking about it, that the NFL guidelines kind of the majority owner needs to own 30% of the team. Yep. In a 3.75 million situation, you're looking at billion, billion, you have to be, you're looking at a billion. Yeah. In a quarter. So, I mean, again, he can obviously raise the money. If he's got half a billion, he can get the money. He can get the money, but it'll be curious to see what kind of group that is. I'm not sure what the appetite would be to have Elway in an ownership position, given the fan base's disgruntledness with his front office performance. Well, I don't think that John Elway will be involved in this, honestly. I 
Yeah. He's going to be involved in some group somewhere. Yeah. Did, I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen John Elway's plane commercial, the Badgett commercial? I don't think so. So we, we, we watch it at the office. We have CNBC on all day. Uh-huh. So there's a company called Badgett, B-A-J-E-I-T. And they, it's a rental company for private planes. Like NetJets? Kind of like, exactly like NetJets. Okay. And their major um, corporate, or their major endorser is uh, Robert Herchevec, the guy from Shark Tank. Okay. Maybe only if you watch Shark Tank. But anyway, he's, he's one of their major guys. Well, now they got a commercial with John Elway. And the commercial goes, it's dad and son are about to get on their private plane to go to the game. They just in the game. And the plane is now experiencing maintenance and the people are going to miss the game. So the little boy says, look, dad, it's John Elway. I don't know how the little eight-year-old, 10-year-old boy knows who the fuck John Elway is. But he's like, oh, no, he's like, here's how I get my private planes. And there's always a car waiting for you when you get there. And they go, dad, can we go with John Elway to the game? And yeah, oh, God, it's so like... the. This service is not something that anybody, like any real person can afford. No. That's why the advertisements on CNBC, you know, they're, they're not going to play this during the Super Bowl. It's not going to be, it's not going to be on, on ESPN or on the, the money in the Monday's basketball game. But the funniest part of the commercial to me, I look it up, is the little boy going, hey, dad, it's John Elway. Fucking no way that kid knows. My son's almost 20. And loves sports. And if John Elway walked in the room, he'd be like, who is that? But he wouldn't be like, dad, that's John Elway. And my uh, kid knows sports. No way. Well, and I, I, I'm learning more and more from people who have been around Denver longer than I have that he doesn't have the best reputation around town. So yeah. I don't know. I His car dealerships thing. That was a big yeah. deal a number of years ago. He and Marino both got in that deal. And that was a bad deal. Wayne Heisinga fucked them up with that deal. Yeah. Yeah. They just got, they just got screwed in that whole deal. The automation deal. And, and a lot of that was, he made some really bad investment choices. I well, mean, yeah. I mean, and that's reflected in his front office decisions yeah. as you well. You would think so. that a guy that went to Stanford educated would be smarter than he is. Um, years of football will diminish those capabilities. I, I guess that's true. Um, so yeah, it looks like now the Broncos are for sale and the NFL is pushing a particular owner at least to, put, to put a group together. And uh, we'll see how that ends up going. But it drove me to this question. Mm-hmm. Two-parter, first one. If you can have any celebrity you know, because celebrities love or, or some rich person by a team. I'm assuming a celebrity. Who do you think would be a good celebrity sports team owner? We talked last week. There's not very many good owners. There are. Like you scoffed when I said when I said um, Mark Cuban. You scoffed at me a little bit because I think I he is a good owner. Um, I think his ego is still too big for an ownership role. Yeah. I frankly He's think. Got a huge um, I frankly think that Peyton Manning will be an incredible owner yeah. uh, simply because he's grown up in the game, he's played the game and he's been on the other side, especially with now the stuff with the Manning cast and seeing completely the whole television realm. 
he's going to have some finesse that most people won't. Beyond that, I mean, you know, you see somebody like Jordan who completely has failed, frankly. He's been a bad owner. Jordan has been a bad owner. He's he's been an awful owner. Um, I think it would be really interesting if once Steve Kerr retires, and maybe it's just because I've got the Warriors game on the background, if he moves to an ownership level, which I doubt he might go front office. I think Brad Stevens too would be very interesting. Yeah. Um, You got to look at a different level of money though. I mean, to be an owner, I mean, you got to talk about someone like LeBron can be an owner. I understand that. I don't know. Tom Brady, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are going to have a race to see who's there first. I think Brady would be an awful owner. Well, I, I think that Brady would be a hands-off owner. I think that Brady would be a I'm part owner of this team. I don't think he'd be I don't I think disagree. he'd be the president of the team. I disagree. Oh, I, I don't think that he'll work another day in his life if he doesn't want to. No, he won't necessarily work, but he'll have opinions that will influence everything else. And I you think, think he'd Giselle, be like a Derek Jeter kind of thing. And I also think Giselle will uh, be piping up and that will cause some other waterfalls. See, I don't think Giselle's like that. I, I, I we haven't seen her. T- I mean, we've seen a couple little things with her, but she's not Brittany Mahomes. Um, I would say she probably has far more influence than any of us have any idea. Well, I think she has influence. That's his wife, but I don't think she's gonna. Uh, she'd be that hands off. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I do think it's her arms race between Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. So oh, for play. sure. And I do think Peyton Manning would be more, much more hands-on than, than, um, than Tom Brady. We talked off the air about this for a second. I think what's going to happen with, with Peyton Manning is he won't buy the Broncos. I think him and the rest of the Manning family get involved with Saints ownership at some point in time. Which, for the city of New Orleans yeah. and that franchise, would be an amazing thing. Yeah, it would be awesome to see Archie Manning on the Saints at some point. And to have Peyton and Eli and Cooper get involved, that'd be great. Yeah. So, and I think that could happen. I think that's probably what will happen once Gail Benson decides she doesn't want to team anymore. They can take a couple of years and she'll be like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. We're not any good. Yeah. So um, so the, here are the two people I was going to ask you. These aren't, these aren't athletes. These are just celebrities. These are just, just rich people. Okay. Bezos and Musk. Would either of them ever own a sports franchise? Here's the example I'll give you. Could you see Jeff Bezos by the New York Yankees? I could not see either man buying a team because they don't have some penis phallic symbol that they can flaunt around. Um, They can't manipulate a professional sports team the way that they can the stock market. And they wouldn't have the tight control that especially someone like Musk seems to want to have. Yeah. Um, Bezos is too busy trying to, d- to dismantle historic bridges so he can get his obnoxiously large yacht yeah. out of Rotterdam. Um, 
they have other things. Yeah, I agree with you. I was just curious your thoughts. They fling around to represent their ego and a sports team, especially, I think Musk might be more likely to than Bezos because Bezos is just kind of like, yeah, no. I think in Bezos' situation, I don't think he'll own a team, but I think he's about to have a shitload of say in the NFL. Oh, just because of the Amazon deal? The Amazon thing. They're going to spend a wicked amount of money. And maybe that's his way in. That's his influence. He doesn't need to own something, but he has his finger on what the product is. Have you heard some of the rumors about Amazon and what's going to happen with the NFL? I mean, it's they're talking about they're talking about their they're getting the Thursday night football package starting in 2022. Yep. They're talking about their announced crew being Al Michaels and Troy Aikman. Yeah, we talked about that a couple yeah. weeks ago. But then also they've talked about um, it looks like it's going to happen. And it looks like Aikman is still going to be allowed to do some Fox games. But also it looks like Amazon is going to take away NFL Sunday ticket from DirecTV. So will Prime members just have straight access to it? I don't know if it'll be part of Prime or if it'll be additional to Prime or if you pay a little extra. But damn, that'll be a lot easier to have to have direct TV. I had direct TV for 15 years so I could watch some of the NFL ticket. That's, I mean. I got Prime. (laughs) You know, and that was the only reason that I had direct, well, I was also in Podunk, Alabama, and there was no cable, so you had to get satellite, but We tacked on the red zone and Sunday yeah. ticket for that reason. I had, and I literally had direct TV for 15 years just so I could have Sunday ticket because I wanted to watch the Saints games every week. If, okay, if Amazon does this, I want Andrew Siciliano to go to Amazon and carry on red zone because he is yes. fantastic. He's so good. He is so good. There's, you know, a number of years ago, they tried to get Chris Berman to do that job. Right. And it's just stupid. And, yeah. They were going to pay him like four times their paying Andrew Siciliano and he would have been terrible at it. Oh, it would have been awful. It would have been just like, people would have been watching the red zone with the, with the, with the, with the in mute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, stop. That's my, that's my Berman impression. Ugh. You don't have to say it's like words. Nails. It's just like nails make, on a chalkboard. make noises. Bang, 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 bang. And you know, even it's just, and, 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 and you can end it with the Raiders. And, and all of a sudden, you get a Berman impression. Yeah, no. It, it cracks my son up when I do that. Oh, so he'll listen to this later and be like, Dad, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. If he listens, I'll, I don't know if he listens half the time. But uh, yeah, so I wanted to ask when we were talking earlier, I was like, I got to write this thing down. So Bezos and Musk were too. I was like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I almost think that it's kind of like that small fries to them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I 100% agree. I don't think either of them would buy a, a team. It wouldn't be worth it to either of them. Yeah. You know, I'd, just, I, yeah. yeah. It would just be another thing. Yeah. But I think you look at like, I do think that people will see an ownership in the future. I think definitely Manning, definitely Brady. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron James will be involved. He's already involved now with, uh, He's with the Fenway Roush organization. He's bought into yep. a portion of that with the Red Sox. And now they're buying the Pittsburgh Penguins. And we're going to see more of that too, where there's going to be companies that their only ownership is sports franchises. Well, I mean, Crocky kind of modeled that, right? Yeah. 
But isn't yeah. hockey involved with State Farm? I don't know about that. But his majority holdings are what four or five sports fran- sports teams. Yeah. Let me see something here. I think his wife might have inherited a ton of money. Yeah, because he owns the Rams, he owns the Nuggets, he owns the Avalanche, the Colorado Rapids, um, Arsenal the FC. Yeah, um, Arsenal. Yeah. He may own uh, the... Oh, his wife is Ann Walton, the, the Walmart heirs. Yes. That's where the money came from. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. So yeah, I was confusing him with somebody else there for a minute. But yeah, he owned, that's where his money came from. Which, man, that's the gimmick right there. I, yeah. Marry up. Marry up, man. I, some of us weren't smart enough to do that. I'm on the I, market. I, I love my wife. <laughs> I love my wife, but I didn't marry up in the money. Yeah. Nah. It was a lateral move for both of us. It doesn't always work the way that you think it will. Yeah, it's been a good it's been a good ride for us though. We're doing good. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking at this. I, yeah. Um, yeah, so his wife Ann mm-hmm. Walton received in 1995 the death of her father, Bud Walton. She received a stake in Walmart worth four point eight billion dollars. It's ridiculous. This is something that my son Nicholas and I talk about on a regular basis, that how quickly does having that much money, which you can never fully spend, you can have everything that you want, how quickly does that get boring? And you see somebody like Stan Kroenke gobbling up stuff because he needs something to do. Yeah, you know, we we talked about this. Uh, I talked to some friends before. Like, you know, every so often the Powerball gets to be like yeah. a billion, you know, or it's eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, and I always was there not too long ago. And I always think, let me be the guy who would not not because I mean, yeah, I would love to have it. You have everything you ever want, but do you know how much good someone like me would do? Yeah. I mean, nobody that I care about would ever have to worry about bills again. And not because I would give them money, but I'd give them opportunities. Yeah. I'd go to people I care about and say, hey, I think you have an incredible work ethic. I think, I mean, you'd be one of my legal counsels. <laughs> I got a couple of friends that I know, okay, I'll just be like, hey, you're working for me now. Quit your mm-hmm. job today. Yeah. You know, but, and there are people I know who I think have really great ideas or passions and I'd be like, all right, look, you can do something here that might change someone's life. How do I help you do that? Yeah. And I think that comes from not being rich. Like people like, you know, Stan Crocky's probably never had to worry about paying for a fucking meal. No. You know, he's never had to worry about a bill. No. You know, but people who are like us, who, you know, we've come up in the world, but we realize that there's some things that we can do to help others, but man, we've had to struggle as well. You go, okay, well, wait a minute. If you had this much, that's more than I would ever need. Yeah. So my job isn't to just make this for the next 10 O'Connors. It's you know, 10 generations of O'Connors. It needs to be, how do I help a million people? Mm-hmm. 
you know, and that there's there's not enough of that in this world. It there isn't. I mean, I guess that is the well, quote unquote joy of living in capitalist society that yeah. it's just everyone for themselves, but sure. it gets frustrating and defeating to just know that you're living day to day to pay the next bill and well, hope and that you have a little extra. You can argue and you can argue someone like Jeff Bezos. I mean, he's the second richest man in the world. You can say, well, okay, but what he's done in Amazon has made how many people's lives richer? People who maybe work at Amazon, they wouldn't have had that good a job at some point in their life. I can see that argument, but I think it's different than what I'm talking about. What I'm talking uh, about is how do I go find this one particular person and help them? How do yeah, I find this particular group of people in my 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 community and help the sure. entire community? No, and, and that's I, bigger I, than just building a big business. It is, and I would disregard the argument that Bezos has enriched people by being yeah. able to employ them because we've seen some of his employment practices. Sure. And, um, well, and I would argue that. Most large companies have pretty shitty records. Absolutely. They absolutely do because they're. That's what, American, to, that's what American built big businesses built on. They are beholden to capitalism and shareholders. So. Yeah. The world know, needs more Bruce Wayne's. Yes. Minus the Batman thing. Are you going to oh. go see the new Batman when it comes out? Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we are a Batman fan. Well, you know, my brother Barry. Yep. Barry is the biggest Batman fan I've ever seen. Really? Oh, he. Oh, wow. He freaking loves Batman. Okay. He will be there the first day. And so he'll probably see it three times. Um, Fascinating. I, I will probably go with Barry. If he, if he's, Barry, if you're listening, I haven't talked about it yet. I want to go with you first day. Okay. But yeah, he, and I, and I love the Batman movies. I, there hasn't been very many of them I didn't like. The last group with the uh, Christian Bale, those, yep. you know, those those were all really good. This looks like it's going to be pretty good. You know, I was a little, um, I was a little apprehensive when I heard who Batman was going to be. Were you afraid that Robert Pattinson being a vampire was going to influence him being Batman? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Because I hate those movies. I hate oh. everything about those movies. They're fine. I find nothing redeemable about those movies whatsoever. They're fine for what they are. Exactly. And, that just, and that's not what I like. So Yeah. yeah. But I, I have seen the, um, the, the trailer. Trailers. They mm-hmm. look great. Um, I didn't realize that was Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Yeah. And I was like, that's Colin Farrell? Like, okay. All right. Go ahead and be an actor to sort of you know, I, I like it when those when those guys like him that you know they've gotten so far because they're good looking guys. They so said they're actually going to act. No, and he's he's done a lot of that recently, and yeah. I, I'm interested to see Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman and what she does with it. Yeah, yeah, that looks like it's going to be pretty good. So I, I'll definitely check it out. How many? Let's do one, one more of these prop bets. How okay. many movie trailers will there be? Over under. Give me Ooh. a number. So there'll be there'll be a Batman. For sure. I don't know what's queued up to come out. I don't either. I figure it's going to be a Marvel movie and a Batman movie. Well, so the Marvel movie would have to be Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. And yeah. the universe of, or the multiverse of madness. Yeah. 
Um, Which I gotta go. I gotta have to go. I gotta see the Spider Man movie before I go see that. Oh, the Spider Spider Man -Man movie is so good. I heard it's good. I know it's wonderful. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't checked it out. I just watched Shang Chi like a month ago. So I I really like. I just watched Shang Chi um, probably within the last month, and I watched it twice because I watched it and. Nicholas wasn't interested and then he wanted to watch it. So I watched it with him and I just watched the internals too, but. Um, we'll come back to that. I'm going to ask about that. Uh, yeah, man. I think it has to be like four. Okay. You're going four. One each quarter. Okay. I like it. I like it. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with you on that. Okay. All right, real quick, let's go back. Yeah. You saw the Eternals. I have not seen the Eternals yet. I, yes. I haven't been to a movie since uh-huh. Endgame. I have not been in a movie theater since I went okay. and saw Avengers Endgame. So the I last... Very, I don't go very often. Yeah, the last so, movie I saw was the Spider-Man movie. Yeah. So since then, I've seen all the, all the Marvel movies. Yep. I love them. Uh, but I saw Endgame, and then the next one was Black Widow, which took forever in the release. I've seen it only because it was on Disney Plus. Yep. Saw Shang Chi on Disney Plus. I liked it. Yep. Now the Eternals is on Disney Plus now, but I haven't watched yep. it yet. Is it good? I liked it because of the world building that I created, and I think a lot of people expected more behind it than what it was there's certainly a lot of things left open okay which could be interesting and i'm curious how some of the things interlock yeah they're gonna arc into something else yeah because you know their release schedule got so out of whack with covid yeah well so i haven't seen it yet and of all the marvel movies and i saw trailers and previews mm-hmm. it's the one that seemed like it wasn't going to be any good it's the one i was least interested in did you watch game of thrones no i have literally only seen like two or three episodes of game of thrones so part just, of, that fantasy kind of stuff is yeah. not stuff i'm usually into so part of my fascination two of the primary characters in Game of Thrones is in this movie. Um, I watched Silicon Valley. One of the guys from that's there, of course, Angelina Jolie is in it. Um, There is some firepower there, but there's also kind of like this offshoot that I'm like, okay, what's going to happen with this? Um. I don't know, because I didn't watch Black Widow until I was almost through the Hawkeye TV series. Okay. Because it alluded to things that had to have happened in Black Widow that yeah. I... Yeah, I haven't finished the Hawkeye. I've got like two episodes left. I've just been oh, the final couple episodes are really fun. That's what I hear. And I, didn't, and I haven't watched WandaVision. Jen's seen it all. She liked it. I really enjoyed WandaVision. I know a lot of people bailed on it, but I liked it. Yeah, I, I haven't... Uh... I I don't watch, like I said, I don't watch a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I quit Mandalorian three episodes in. That's too bad for you. And I gotta, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back because I'm gonna watch Bubba Fett. But now I'm hearing all the critiques of Bubba Fett aren't very good. Well, because... the finale came out today and I haven't watched it. So I, I, I get the sense that I'll be disappointed, but. Okay. 
But I, I so I'm going to go back and watch all this. I just don't have a fucking time. I mean, I'm. I, so yeah. I will tell you, I had only seen maybe three Marvel movies until the pandemic. I have gone through the entire catalog. And watched all the TV shows. I got it from the beginning. From the beginning, we saw Iron Man. I remember who I went to the movie with, with a buddy. He and I saw Iron Man together. And then the Hulk came out like a month before. And I haven't seen. And I saw it. I went back and watched it. I saw it. And I was like, okay, it wasn't very good. Like, I see where they switched Hulks. Went from Edward Norton to Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Um, That wasn't as very good a movie. But. From Iron Man, I was on. I was like, okay, this is really good. And I'm a big Captain America fan. That's my, hang on. Captain America Shield. Here, oh, nice. Videos. Excellent. This was actually a birthday present from my brother. And it's an actual metal shield. Good job, Barry. Yeah, Barry hooked me up. So, yeah, like he's a big Batman guy. I'm a big Captain America. Okay. Plus our, uh, I will say our uh, political beliefs are pretty much in line. Yeah, no, I, when Disney Plus came out and they put everything in movie chronological order as not release order, that's how I watched all the Marvel movies. So Jen went back and did this. Another friend of mine, she went and did that too. She watched Mm -hmm. them in the chronological order. So you start Mm -hmm. with Captain America, the first Avengers. And you go from there. And yeah, yeah she was like, How, what is that? I was like, she said, why would it be different? Because she didn't see them all at first. She was like, why would it be different? And I was like, well, it'd be different because Captain America is actually the first movie. Yeah. He's the first Avenger. And then you go through and, you know. So, yeah, I have um, I have not watched them that way, but I've seen them all. So I'm like, okay, I got this. Yeah. So I, I don't do a lot of the TV. I don't do a lot of that stuff anyway. But I'll, I'll go back and watch The Eternals. I'll have to catch Spider-Man before Doctor Strange comes out. Yes, because and, my understanding is is that there is yeah, it's going to take at the end of Eden. Yeah, and so I have to go check it out, and then I'll be then I'll be back, and I'll be you know back where I got to be because I'll probably go. I finally feel good, like I'm okay to go to the movies now. I I just didn't go to go during COVID times. And then now, in, in the last few months, I've just been like, I had nothing I really wanted to see that bad. I yeah, wanted to go now, see James Bond, but I didn't go see the James Bond movie. Like I said, uh, Nicholas and I went to see Spider-Man. Before that, the only mm-hmm. other movie I'd seen was Questlove's documentaries, Summer of Soul, which has been nominated for an Oscar. Oh, wow. Um, which was really great. I highly recommend it. It's on Hulu. Uh, okay. I just wanted to see it on big screen. Okay. Um, but yeah, all right. that's all I got. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we'll check that out. I, I was curious how many movie trailers I think we'll have. You said four. I like four. It's good numbers. I think it would make sense that they would yeah. drop a different one for each quarter. quarter. Yeah. And definitely, we'll definitely see one for Batman. We'll definitely see one for Doctor Strange. And, and I know that there is be some, movie with, some... Be some movie with a rock in it. It's going to have one. Ah, uh, fair. Um, I know that there's one ad with Scarlett Johansson and Colin. I've yeah. already seen it. And I haven't, I know that they've released it. I just haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I saw it um, last night, maybe. It's really funny. It's extremely funny. That's good. It's uh, basically, you know, they're a couple, they're married now. 
Yeah, and they've the, got a kid. The, yeah, they have a, the premise is it's an Amazon Alexa commercial. Ah, and gotcha. so Scarlett Johansson makes the comment of, can Alexa just read our minds? And then so things happen throughout the commercial where Alexa's reading their mind out loud. Hilarious. Inc- including a couple of like things where they're having dinner with family. Um, one of it ends in a cute thing where Colin's rolled over in bed and he's looking at Scarlett and he wakes up and it's Scarlett and, you know, it's Scarlett Johansson. It's just incredible. And I mean, that was the luckiest dude I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> you wake up and there's Scarlett Johansson and she got that smile and those pouty lips and mm-hmm. and, and you hear the Alexa say, because he's thinking because it's, it's using the inner monologue and it's, it's, yep. it's reading Colin's mind going, Alexa, order extra strength for a mouthwash. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So I like I like that they'll pick I like that they'll make fun of each other on that. Absolutely. But he's he's really he's really funny too. He's he's a bright guy, great yeah. writer. Yeah, they, they, him and Michael Che are really good on the sex. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really great. I like how they sneak in some of the racial jokes on Colin. He's like, God damn it. Yep, not again. God damn not again. <laughs> so it's uh it's pretty funny. He's good. Yeah, and he way out kicks his punk coverage, man. Yeah. Sometimes humor does get you everywhere. Man, I don't know. It's. I mean, he's a good-looking cat too. I mean, yes, Colin Jost is a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking guy, but he, yeah, anybody who gets Scarlett Johansson, I'll kick their punk coverage. Except for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, I would expect to be able to get Scarlett Johansson. Joe's too young. That's true, but if anybody could pull it off, I would say Joe Burrow could. Mm-hmm. That dude has just swag. I was watching Sports Center earlier today. It may have been it may have been NFL Live, one of those afternoon shows because uh, CNBC was preempted for the uh, for the uh, the Olympics. I don't watch the Olympics, so yeah. I switch over to ESPN, and they're talking about Joe Burrow and. One of the funny things was it said, you know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of, there's a lot of rumblings amongst a lot of veteran players because the Bengals have the second or third highest cap amount available mm-hmm. this coming off season. So there's a lot of veterans that want to go play with Joe Burrow. He's an exciting player. Which, I mean, we, I talked about this on Monday. It's like, you know, um, I'm surprised more guys haven't done that with Mahomes yet. Because you have a chance to win. Sort of the Brady thing. You know, Brady went to Tampa and all of a sudden, you know, Gronk and Fournette yeah. and, and Dominic Sue said, hey, let's go play there. We'll all go together. We'll take a little less money and do it. Well, they brought it up because um, a local station in Tampa had an interview with Gronk. And they asked Gronk, if you could play with any quarterback in the league right now, who would it be? Mm-hmm. And he said, Joe Burrow. And he was like, that guy could get me to come out of retirement. Well, I think Joe and Gronk are cut from the same cloth. I, I think so, too. I think that Joe's just not as loud as Gronk is. But, it, it, but, they, but then they came back and they talked about it. They said, there's a lot of guys. They said, you'd be surprised. There are already a lot of guys talking. They mentioned that the Pro Bowl was happening, that there are guys saying, hey, we want to go play with Burrow. Yeah. That he's just got this thing about him that everyone seems to like his get down. I just it's it's funny to me. It, it's funny because I've been a fan of his since his LSU days. Right. I just but, so it's like I'm an early adapter on this. 
I guess my sideways glance is that I'm not sure how that translates to anything else but the NFL. Yeah, I just did. It, it's almost Brady-esque in a way. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be anywhere near what Tom Brady is. That, that would be foolish to say at this sure. point. Sure. But it, it's that people want to play with this guy. People want this. People see this guy and they're like, oh, my God, who is this guy? Yeah. Because he's kind of quiet at the same time. I mean, he's got yeah. that quiet swag. I found it very funny that there was the uh, the ESPN, you know, the the the, 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 the nation picks who's going to win a game, uh-huh. or who they're rooting for in the game. Uh-huh. And when it came to the Chiefs-Bengals game, like they did it by state. Yeah, it was, was just only like, There was like five states that had the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and everybody else was the Bengals. Yeah. It was like Kansas, Missouri, um, Pennsylvania, because it's the Steelers, and uh, Maryland and Ravens, same division as the, as the Bengals, mm-hmm. and then Alabama. Because of LSU. It's LSU. Makes sense. All goes back to LSU. But yeah. I think it'd be funny to see if all these LSU guys decide they want to go play with Joe Burrow. Hey, good for him. And imagine some of these guys who are free agents. Fournette's a free agent. Uh, Odell Beckham is a free agent. I mean, I, I'm not saying these guys are going to, but there are there are there are going to be people who do it. There, I don't. I think that the smartest thing Patrick Mahomes could have been doing was. He should have been at the Pro Bowl, but it'd be like, all right, let me get my list of who's a free agent. I do like, my dude. He'd be like, my dude, you're coming over. I need you over here. I'm sure that those conversations were had. They better be having them at the blackjack table. They better be having them, you know, at the pool, <laughs> you know, at dinner, or, wherever. You know, wherever you're at, the strip club, you know, wherever we're at, we better be having this conversation of, hey, I need you coming over here. I've let me got drink. To- I've got to presume that those conversations and were they, Yeah. So, yeah. But I, and, and Josh Allen should be doing the same thing. I think it's going to be really interesting. These next few years, these, these four or five guys, Lamar Jackson's in that group to yeah. me, Herbert. Yeah. It'll be fun. Uh, yeah. So you, I, I was talking, did you bring it up about the Russell Wilson thing? Did we talk about that offline yet? So Tyler and I brought this, Tyler brought this up when I was on his podcast earlier. Um, there's a lot of smoke on the Russell Wilson signing with the New York Giants. Huh. He traded to the New York Giants. I thought that was more likely if Pete Carroll had retired. It'd be a, it's a total dismantle. Uh-huh. But I guess one of the ideas is why, why Brian Dable took that job. Because I was it came off the idea of, I said, hey, these are the new coaches. And I don't understand why Brian Dable took that job. I don't think it's a good job. I said, you're stuck with Daniel Jones. They're, yeah. not gonna, they're not going to say he can't be the quarterback next season. And Tyler was telling me that he's, he's talked to people that think that not only will Daniel Jones not be the quarterback, but they think Russell Wilson will be. And that's why Brian Dable took that job. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's a lot of thought that the Seahawks are going to have to trade Russell Wilson. And he's asked to be traded to – he has a list. Right. And most of them are East Coast teams, at least Eastern half of the country teams. Right. The Bears were on that list. They're off now because they obviously have Justin Fields. Yeah. But it was like New York, Miami, um, New Orleans was on the list. That's just not going to happen because the salary cap. Um, I wouldn't be surprised about Pittsburgh. I They now have a need for they sure. Have a need. It's a need. I, 
I couldn't see him being in Pittsburgh if, if it's what he wants to. If what he wants to be is you know more of a uh, face of the face of the uh, of the league kind of thing, right? He wants to be the the, the new veteran guy, right? Yeah, I don't know. That would be interesting. So I think it'd be interesting to see what's going to happen there. Hey, I want to do one more follow up on something we talked about last week. We talked a lot about the Brian Flores stuff. Yeah. And um, I thought it was interesting that we mentioned how one of the things that a lot of the black coaches are having to go through is that when they do get these jobs, they're not getting good jobs. Mm-hmm. And now we've seen where the Houston Texans who fired David Coley after one year yep. have hired a coach and they hired Lovey Smith. Now I understand from what, again, what I was told, and it, you know, you hear rumors. These aren't, we can't substantiate rumors. But a lot of this was the league jumped in and again was like, hey, someone's got to take a bullet here. And I guess the Texans have hired Lovey Smith, who I think is a really great coach. I think he's a good coach. He is. This I mean, is not a, this is a reclamation project. It, I mean, he was the Bears coach for a number of years and then he got fired and he coached the University of Illinois for a number of years. Um and he's been not coaching, I think, for two he or was, three years. He was point. actually, the, he was a consistent coach this past season. Let me get it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he um, was a coordinator somewhere. Um, I'll get that while you're talking. Go ahead, continue. So it's, the thing of it is, is that as we kind of talked about last week with the reclamation project of throwing these, hellfire situations on these black coaches and saying here we can sacrifice you in this process especially given the current atmosphere with the Flores lawsuit it really sucks it does um he was actually the defensive coordinator for the Houston Texans this past year okay that tells you how much how much we know I mean I didn't watch a Texans game in all season no, I mean, I watched even a minute of a game. There's so much going on with Sean Watson and what, who knows what's going to happen with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. And from all I've seen over the years, Levy Smith seems to be a pretty stand up guy. Yeah. And his players seem to really like him. Yeah. He's a well respected guy, a well respected coach. And I think he's a good fit for this, but I think it's just another one of these. Man, we gotta. The, the, I say we. I'm talking about the league. The league is doing is going to give the black dude the shitty job. Yeah, yeah. It just it's. I don't like that. I, I just think that's just. I think it's. You know, I I understood, and we talked about this. That's going to continue on the the thing. We talked a lot about the uh, Rooney Rule last week. Yep. Now I understood where, you know, we talked about. We thought the Rooney Rule was something that. The idea of it comes from a good place. Mm-hmm. How it's being done has just been awful. The execution has been terrible. Yes. But here's a prime example. It just happened. The New Orleans Saints announced that Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator, is going to stay and now be the head coach. Mm-hmm. They would have announced that at Sean Payton's press conference. They would have. But yeah. they couldn't because they have to follow the Rooney rule and do the, the, two, um, the two interviews. I understand Byron Leftwich got one of the interviews. I'm sorry, not Byron. Um, Eric the Enemy got one of the interviews. Okay. And I don't know who got the second one. I, I've been told, I, 
Tyler thought it was Todd Bowles. I thought it was Todd Bowles. He thought it was uh, Brian Flores. Okay. But um, either, I don't know if he it was right on that, but they had the two interviews. But it's disingenuous because, I mean, all you're going to do is in the end, you're going to ask those two guys, even if they come in here and they just wow you in the interview, the New Orleans Saints were going to say to those two guys, all right, we'd love to have you. But Eric Bieniemy, are you willing to keep Pete Carmichael as your offensive coordinator? And are you willing to keep Dennis Allen as your defensive coordinator? Well, hell no. Yeah. No, if I'm going to be a head coach for the first time, I got to have my guy. I got to have my coordinators. Yeah. You know, I got to have, I'm coming into the interview and here's who my coordinators are going to be. So it's just such a disingenuous opportunity, uh, interview process. And the execution of it's horrible. And now we're going to go through another thing where Eric Bieniemy is not going to get a job. Yeah. You know, probably probably well deserving of one. You know, both Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich aren't getting jobs. Both deserving, if you ask me. Yeah. And it seems to bother it bothers me that these are what this is what's going on in the league. And I just I I think the Rooney rule has to go. Well, I mean, I think Goodell announced today that they were going to be looking at it and evaluate how it's implemented. And I mean, let's be honest, the Rooney rule came into being because the league was going to get sued and be forced into a position to do something. And so they tried to mitigate their damages and figure out a way that they wouldn't be drug into this. So yes, the Rooney rule needs to change and or go away. But as with much of corporate America, diversity and inclusion is a great catchphrase and something that everyone wants to tout, but no one wants to actually do the work for. And it's important. It is important to have have diversity at work. It absolutely is. It absolutely is important. And especially when the product on the field in this case is damn near 60%, 58% of the players are African-American. Yeah. I mean, that's important to have that same representation in upper management, you know, and, I, culture. and all of it. Yeah. I mean, and so I think that, but I just think it's so disingenuous. I think that the idea, I mean, even if you just, in the idea, in the situation I just gave you with, with the saints, I mean, they should have just been able to say, Hey, look, we, we really like Dennis Allen. He's here. We've already planned on this being our next head coach. We're going to go ahead and do this. And I, I can it's appreciate It's a promotion that. of someone on the staff. I can appreciate that to a standpoint, but that's what had happened for decades Yeah, before that because well, there was no, because of the discrimination, there yeah. just wasn't a chance to anyone even to get their foot in the door yeah. to say, hey, I'm really good at what I do. Here are my ideas. This is yeah. what I envision. And so- I can appreciate just wanting to be able to have that surefire. All right, this is what's next. This is how we're planning. But that cuts off so many avenues in the process. I agree. Yeah, it's. I would at least go in and say that if it's an internal hire, if it's a promotion internally, then you shouldn't have to do it. I just no. I disagree. Do you? I, yeah. I, because I, just, I just think it's disingenuous that way. I, I understand that. It's but, but, I, but I also think that 
but I think Eric Bieniemy is deserving of a job. I think that Byron Leftwich is deserving uh, of a job. I do too. But if you say that, well, for internal hires, we can do whatever we want to. Look at the universe of those internal hires. Yeah. Well, I and will, look at the pool that's yeah. available for those internal. Well, and I agree, and I do think I do agree with that. But I think the biggest problem, the biggest pro, uh, one of the biggest things is standing in the way of a lot of these more diverse hires. Mm-hmm is nepotism oh absolutely there are guys getting jobs that just aren't fucking worthy of it. absolutely how many jobs brian schottenheimer got look at the shanahan's i mean shanahan i mean he's done a good job in, in san francisco but you know um what your new guy in denver yeah um oh god damn it, what's his name i don't know he's paul hackett's son Paul Hackett was a long time Brian, in NFL. Brian player. Hackett, I believe. Maybe. Yeah, something. It, it, yeah, he's Paul Hackett's son. I mean, it's it. These guys get jobs because of who their daddy is. Absolutely. And they get promoted from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator really quickly because of who their dad is. Yeah. Or you know, you know, uh, film guy to quarterback coach. Exactly, but they're yeah. all white dudes. Yeah, it is, and that's the problem with the nepotism. That's a huge piece of what's holding up some of these hires. You know, I don't think there would be many black coaches who would sit there and go, okay, I'm going to start advancing my son through the system because he know that he'd be called to the carpet on it where none of the white guys ever are. That's a really good point. I mean, like if Tony Dungy had a kid who was out there, they, they, the nepotism argument would jump out quicker than if it was. It would. Tottenheimer's kid. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you hundred percent. And so that's why I, the internal hire thing, I'm like, you can't, yeah. you can't let that slide because it'll just shrink the universe of the yeah. pool. I, of you know people. what I mean? It's a good point. I just, I looked at that one and I just thought, man, cause we, we talked about it. We knew Dennis Allen was getting that job. It's deserving too. It's a good hire. It's what the saints want to do in continuing who they are now. They don't want to have to go hire a brand new staff. They think they can, they're trying to put something together where they're trying to they're, – they're just good enough to be competitive defensively. They're really good defensively. And they got just enough stars on the offensive side of the ball that if they had a quarterback, they'd be in, they'd be in it. And it's like, well, you're not ready to start over yet. You just how, how do we find a quarterback? Yeah. You know, and, and so you want to keep that – And I understand the desire of continuity, yeah. but – yeah. But yeah. I just, I wanted to bring that up too. So follow up on that from last week. Hey, one last thing. I just saw this. I don't know if you've seen this yet. Um, how familiar you are with Trevor Bauer and the whole the, the, the Dodgers and the, all the stuff going on with him this past season? Um he's a horrible person. Yeah. yeah. So Trevor Bauer, I'm just seeing this is on ESPN.com. This came out actually yesterday. I'm just now seeing this. Trevor Bauer will not face criminal charges by uh, will not be criminally charged by LA prosecutors. The LA County District Attorney's Office said Tuesday. The ruling concludes a five-month review of the case, which stems from sexual assault allegations made against Bauer by a San Diego woman who sought a restraining order against him in June. So, it looks like Trevor Bauer is no longer in at least legal trouble there'll, there'll certainly be some sort of a uh um there'll be something for major league baseball here and then, will there 
I don't know. You know, that's a good point. I mean, yes, they have issued suspensions for domestic violence issues. Um, usually there's some sort of video or other sort of firm evidence. I don't know fully okay. the situation around Bauer and what this woman was alleging. Okay, so here but is- The fact the that they took this basically week by week to extend his suspension. Yeah. Here's the quote from, um, from Major League Baseball from the, off- the offices. Um, Major League Baseball's MLB said its investigation into Bauer is ongoing and we will comment further at an appropriate time. So they're, they're still looking at something here. But um, they're waiting until the lockout is settled before yeah, they do anything. They're pretty doing anything. Yeah. If they do anything. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard some of the allegations? Yes. They're too descriptive for us to talk about on this podcast. I'm not going to do that. He. So. As far as I can tell, he's an awful human. He he seems like it's pretty bad. He seems like a pretty bad dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Some of this stuff. And I'm not gonna, I'm not going to talk about it on here. I don't think it's something that's reasonable people should be discussing. So, but I wanted to bring that up. That that stuff to me is kind of sickening. Any kind of domestic violence and that kind of thing. And um, yeah, I was just I'm disappointed to see. I, I guess I don't know. What, it's a, it's a, I say I'm disappointed there weren't charges brought against them. I really don't know the situation as well as we think we do. We, we, we think we know. Sure. But what do we really know? It's the old adage of you don't know what's really happened to a man and a woman. You don't know what happened between two people. Yeah. And so whatever allegations have been made public, yeah. if a DA can't go and think that they can prove beyond a reasonable doubt because that is the standard in criminal prosecutions, they're going to hesitate. And the victim may have had her own hesitation because unfortunately the system is still rigged that she will be dragged through the dirt. And he will be deemed to be somehow whatever but generally not often the bad guy yeah yeah so i i hate it for her i hope that she's okay (laughs) to the best that she can be yeah yeah i mean that's the thing is i think about the victims here first and foremost so yeah the trevor bauer plays baseball in 2022 not the first half, yeah. but depending on how much of a first half we have, may not matter. Yeah. The team take a – what kind of PR hit did he take if he signed Trevor Bauer? Was he released by the Dodgers? Let me see. No, he is still under contract with the Dodgers. So that's going he to be – He is owed upward of – it says here he – Dodgers who owe Bauer upward of $47 million in 2022 declined to comment that they would not do so until the Major League Baseball investigations uh, concludes its investigation. Yep. They can't do anything preemptively. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Well, I hate to end on a bad note. You know, we got to talk about one real quick, though. What's that? Our, uh, did you get your truck yet? It did. Um, our lovely sponsor, Trunk Club, ordered mm-hmm. mine last week. Got it today. Mm-hmm. Half, you half, half, the, half the trunk was really solid. Uh, okay. the, none of the pants fit in. <laughs> and I don't know okay. what that says about me or about them. <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, it was kind of fun. I, yeah. I showed well, Nicholas stuff as I tried stuff on and mm-hmm. he had his own commentary for a 12 year old kid, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was nice. It's, it's fun to try on new things. It's fun to try on new things. Yeah. It's, it, it's like you go and shopping, but you do it at home. Yeah. yeah. And you get to try it all on. And if you'd like it, you get to keep it. And if you don't, you send it back. So exactly. Um, I got a preview coming for my next one. So I'm going to set the preview for, I'm going to try out this whole preview function they have. On yeah. the app, they have the, your trunks available. They give you a little bit of time, you know, 48 hours to review it. And if you don't like an item, you could have it deleted. You can have it taken out or they, or they'll give you the option to replace it. And so with mine, I deleted several of the ones that they had selected yeah. and they just threw in random stuff that I hadn't picked. Yeah. So you would get the 10 items, which yeah. was kind of fun. Yeah. The other thing I did recently was I went into the my style part because I hadn't uh-huh. done it yet. And they give you some pictures of stuff. And it says, would you wear this? Would you wear that? Uh-huh. And so I was doing that to try to give it some AI, you know, some ideas of what I will Absolutely. wear. So and I'm a little bit picky. So it was, uh, it's interesting. I'm, I'm excited for my next one. And then we'll go from there. So that's good. So if you're, if you're listening, you can save 50 bucks off your first trunk from truck club, go into our show notes. There's a link. You go in there, you click the link. You can do it while you're listening to us right now, go in there and do it and click it and go in there, save, save some $50, freshen up your wardrobe. If you don't like it, send it back. They put, they put like, oh, is it the UPS or is it USPS or is it a, it's FedEx. FedEx. Yeah, so it they FedEx. include the label that you can just slap back on the box, yep. drop it off. Yep. And they'll even pick out. it up. FedEx will even come pick it up from you. They'll yeah. come pick it yeah. up at the office or at my house. We've had it both times. So um, it's, a, it's a cool deal. And if you've never tried it out, give it a shot. You can use our link in our referral code. Saves you a little bit of money there and give it a try. And if you don't like it, then don't use it again. But if you like it, keep trying. Do it seasonally if you want to. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do one yeah. more for the wintertime. And then I'm going to do seasonal. I'm going to do a spring, a summer, a fall. Yeah, just a few things wanna, freshen stuff up. Yeah, I'm not doing monthly. I think that's a little too much for me. But I mean, I'm not, I don't wear that much. I'm, I still dress like a football coach. So, you know, I, I hear that from everybody. So <laughs> that was the big thing that pushed me to it. It was like, you dress like a coach. I was like, I know. I wear golf shirts. I wear hoodies. You know, I wear jeans. I don't own a tracksuit, though. Well, that's good. But maybe yeah. you could get one from Trunk Club. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'd be really picky if I had a tracksuit. I don't think I would. I have never seen one that I would like. Not fair enough. Maybe I get one of George Costanza, all, uh, what is that? Um, is it velvet? Velvet? What is that? Velvet? Um, <laughs> what is that? Velvet? This yeah. Is beautiful. Yeah. No, that would be good. <laughs> yeah. So, well, hey, yeah, check that out. And uh, E, uh, anything else you want to, uh, any shout outs you think you got going here? Uh, no, not really. Um, be nice to people. It's Valentine's day coming up. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Just be nice to people. That's really well put. Are you a Valentine's day person or not? 
Eh. I mean, it's always nice to get things, but if people aren't into it, don't force it and just be nice. I I usually send flowers to the wife's work just people can be jealous. Yeah. And we and we don't even go out anymore for Valentine's Day. It's just, oh no, it's kind of a rookie move, you know. You, you got to deal with the restaurants are crowded, and right now they're understaffed. Here's right. What I'll say if you're going out for Valentine's Day, tip the shit out of your yes. Seat. Take care. Thirty percent, forty percent, fucking drop a fifty on somebody. I mean, Absolutely. just be really good to your servers. Yes. And we had a date night a couple weeks ago. We went to the Elton John concert with dinner beforehand. Yeah. And we had incredible service. We went to Ponax in Kansas, 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 Missouri. Shout out to Ponax. My, really one of the very few Mexican restaurants in the entire world that I actually like. And so we went and did that. And um, this, the food was good. The service was excellent. And I made sure we just looked her up. Like it was. That's what you should be doing. You should, right? Your delivery drivers and everything else. Yeah. If you're somewhere now, you're in a restaurant, you're in a bar, anywhere where you get served food or you get served something, you know, people are taking care of you and you tip, man, tip bigger than you do. Yeah. You go to a valet park and put a 20 in the guy's hand. Just do something that will make someone's day doing shit. Yeah. Or you order in for Valentine's Day or the weekend or the game or whatever else, because Super Bowl is on Sunday. You're ordering pizza, wings, whatever else. Drop that money. Yeah. I think the Monday's going to be a a DoorDash night for us. Yeah. I can't do pizza yet. You know, so we are recording this. We're a week and a half into the month of February. I have not had pizza in 2022. I had it uh, yesterday. I, I love pizza. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things. Uh, not as much as my brother. My brother could eat it pretty much constantly. But I was trying to do a few little things that I could do to kind of, you know, make my health a little better. Sure. And pizza is like one of the worst things you can eat. I mean, the bread, I'm trying to get into those lower carb things. So yeah, I decided I'm not going to eat pizza. And I'm going to see how long I can go without eating pizza. Now I say that we're going to Chicago in March for a weekend. That's going to get difficult. But I'm going to try to go as long as I can without eating pizza. Now, I might come back next week and be like, ah, I had a slice of case of pizza. <laughs> but so I'll far, have my I have my fingers crossed for you. Yeah, so far, I have been good. So, yeah, but we're going to order. We'll probably do. Yeah, I like the idea of like do DoorDash or, you know, or order something and pick it up at a place for, for Valentine's Day. Yeah. So, yeah. But wherever you go. Be good to the people working because they're working their ass off. They're going to get their ass kicked on Valentine's Day. Yep. They're going to be short-staffed. And if you're an asshole about it, I hope someone spits in your food. And don't be the Dwight Schrute of getting all the reservations and then selling them later, which is <laughs> the best grift you could do, but still <laughs> awful. Hey, now some of these places are smart. You got the apps and the different, yep. you know, different things. You have to have 25 email addresses to do all that now. Exactly. Um, you know, or text messages. And, yeah. So, all right. Well, hey, huge thanks. Thanks for coming on again to speak. It's Thank you. Fun. I love you. It's good to have you on. Love you too. And uh, let's see, uh, where are we at here? Uh, I need to send a shout out to Tyler Jones, the Jones Report. Got to get on. If you listen to this podcast, check out the Jones Report. I'm on there every week doing the football fix and it'll get, a little bit nerdy after the Super Bowl, but it's a lot of fun. We get on there. And uh, Tom Bridges, his co-host, he'll actually be on, I think, next week with me. 
I think he'll be on Monday's pod. He, nice. Monday. he might sub in with, with us both next week. We'll see. Sounds great. I'm going to try to get time in. He's, it's hard for him to record when we record. So I'm working on that. But uh, it'll be fun. Uh, so thank you, Tyler, to everybody at Studio Soapbox. Everything you guys do behind the scenes. You're the one that makes it sound at least somewhat respectable and reasonable <laughs> in here. Uh, most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. We can't Without you, we don't do this. We appreciate everything you do. But we might need a couple things. One, we need to go to Trunk Club. Go to Trunk Club and you know, support our sponsors. But yep. also, rate us and review us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Hey, we really want to push our Spotify. I want to see our rating just be, on the average, higher than Joey why? It's fucking <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate every time. So until next time, I'm Coach Bro, Brian O'Connor. That's Ellen Wiggins And uh, you have a great week. We call this great weekend. And remember your time taking. Time.